And I think we're recording because it just says doesn't give us a message. But in any case, it's the Dr. Digital podcast. Special guest today is David Fraden, who is the president of Spice Catalyst. And so I wanted to get a chance to talk with him because he can tell us about design thinking, one of the most exciting and best things that are out there about product development. So it's Dr. Digital podcast. Welcome to the program. And David, thank you for coming in. I appreciate you having some time to take out of your busy schedule. But uh, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you get into design thinking and Spice Catalyst? And tell us a story. Well, I was uh, working at Hewlett Packard in the corporate PR department, uh, handling a little bit of the personal PR for one of HP's uh, founders, Dave Packard. And uh, I noticed that uh, we all had uh, selectric typewriters, electric typewriters. Yet, uh, none of us were using uh, word processing. Well, I had started a, a, a national student organization in support of science and technology about 10 years earlier, and I had a uh, Sabin word processor uh, on my secretary's desk, which was a converted selectric typewriter with a mechanical solenoids that, base that would uh, throw itself up and hit the keys uh, after you recorded the keystrokes on a on a cassette tape. So here we were 10 years later and Hewlett Packard, which was big at many computers, was sure. not using uh, word processing in the corporate PR department, which was probably the only department in the entire company that knew how to type. Uh, since those of us that studied journalism had to uh, uh, type up our, uh, our stories. Uh, so I introduced a internal word processing program to the department called Slate and uh, found out that what I was doing was actually the same kind of thing that a product manager does or what I prefer to call a product success manager. And HP kind of pioneered the business back in 1938 when they borrowed the concept of brand manager, the mini CEO of the product, the person that had full authority and responsibility over the product success and turned it into a technical product manager as opposed to a, uh, a brand manager. Right. And the notion of uh, product management has spread throughout the world, uh, even to the point where I teach an executive MBA course uh, at two universities in India and have had uh, now thousands of students there that have gone through sure. my books and my courses. So I was able to transition from corporate PR over to product management in the Information Networks Division Office Systems uh, Group. And from there, because I was a trained uh, HP product manager, Apple recruited me to bring the first hard disk drive to market on a personal computer. It was a marvelous little device. It was uh, had a tremendous amount of space. It was five megabytes and uh, really cheap. It only cost $3,600. And nobody could ever imagine filling up five megabytes uh, and uh, uh, and ever needing all that, that space. But in the recording that you're doing of this uh, show, we just consumed five megabytes in the last yeah. half sentence. Uh, they noticed that uh, at, at Apple that I could manage. So they asked me to take over as the group product manager of one of the two profit lines for the company. Uh, called the Apple III, which was the office or business computer follow-on to the Apple II. Uh, they then, uh, because Steve Jobs uh, insisted upon it, canceled the product line after I'd been on the job about three weeks. And this is after he was the first product manager a couple years earlier for the Apple III, and he, he screwed the whole thing up. 
uh, and he just wanted to get rid of his, his bad uh, nightmare. Uh, then they noticed that they uh, uh, $20 million in piece parts scattered throughout the world. And uh, John Scully, who was president at the time, called me into his office and asked me, what should we do about it? And I said, what do you mean, we, pale face? And uh, he, he did laugh. Uh, and also <laughs> the room, Ida Cole, my division marketing manager, Del Yoakum, who was VP of manufacturing, who later went on to become president of Apple, uh, Joe Graciano, who is the CFO. And uh, um, I, I explained to him how small independent businesses can work faster and independent and get things done as opposed to large bureaucratic organizations. And a good example of that is the uh, Russian army versus the Ukrainian army. The Ukrainian army has delegated authority down to the lowest levels of the organization so they can think and their commanders can make decisions. Uh, while the Russian army has to wait for orders, probably from Putin, as to what targets to hit with their artillery. Uh, and that's a big factor in the success of not only the Ukrainian army, but the uh, Roman legions and uh, Hewlett Packard, which all had small independent business units. So they gave me the job as an independent uh, business unit manager. Uh, they didn't want to call me a general manager, so they called me a business unit manager, or BUM for short. And I took uh, 17 people, went off and generated about $600 million in revenues and enough profits to fund uh, Steve's uh, Macintosh development and to employ about 1,000 to 1,500 uh, Apple employees. About six months after I shut down the product line, the company laid off that number of employees uh, because the company could not understand the notion of a cash cow and uh, continue the product line for a few more years for the profits so that people can move on to the, the next great thing, which would be the, uh, the Mac Plus, which didn't come out to about three years later. And that was the real successful uh, Macintosh. So I went on from there and uh, about 12, 13 years ago, uh, I started teaching product management and product marketing and started uh, uh, Spice Catalyst 10 years ago. And my uh, number one client uh, worldwide is Cisco. And I've trained probably about half of all their product managers uh, worldwide. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I was gonna ask is that we were chatting a little bit about uh, before the podcast and made a reference to the Rolling Stones, but it's like um, a lot of changes, but I say, it's almost I hesitate to ask the question, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen because you really go back quite a long time? And what would you say are some of those biggest changes over the course of your career? I think the biggest one is social media over the last 10 years. Uh, and it's completely changed the nature of marketing. Uh, and uh, it's something that product success managers have to be increasingly aware of and how to use it and how to manipulate it. Uh, there's probably some grad courses in uh, social media use at the KGB in, in Russia uh, because they figured out back in uh, 2014 that they could weaponize social media uh, to the benefit of the uh, Russian empire. So related to that, then I suppose, what would you say are some of the hot growth areas? Is it a combination between some more traditional computing aspects and social media, or what do you say, or what would be areas that we say are the hot growth areas? Well, there's really two types. Uh, one is the 
stuff that goes viral. Uh, the Kardashians, I mean, what have they ever done other than the fact they've become, what, multi-billionaires or billionaires? Yeah. And, you know, the, the influencers on TikTok and mm-hmm. Instagram and those kinds of things. But those tend to be more uh, style and consumer type products. Uh, on a, for business to business, for example, let's say commercial products, um, industrial products and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, a lot harder to get attention on social media. Sure. Uh, I was trying to build up my social media uh, for Spice Catalyst back in uh, 2015 to 2016. And of course, uh, the aspect of it is uh, search engine optimization. Google looks at likes in Twitter and they wish they could at Facebook, because, but Facebook has got that all walled off. And as a result of that, because human beings tend to like negative things many orders of t- a magnitude more than they like positive things, things will go viral on negative things. And that signal is picked up by Google off of Twitter and hence uh, the negative stuff flows to the top of the uh, search engine results. And uh, that's, you know, millions of impressions uh, a day, if not billions. And so how could someone with a, say, an industrial product get any attention in, sure. in the search engines as a result of being uh, smothered by all of this negative uh, uh, clickbait that's that's out there. So that's the big challenge is, is cutting through that. Yeah, so there are a couple of things that I was thinking about, and especially with a background in design thinking, some people might like to know a little bit more about that. But if you were thinking of a business owner, which is really the goal of the podcast, you're a business owner, and you're identifying some of the problems, how then would a business owner approach this very complex and dynamic field with social media and the internet? So what would you recommend business owners to do at this point? Uh, They should interview their customers to find out where their customers live, where they go for information. What, uh, What websites do they go to? What search tools do they use? What, uh, information are they typically searching for? Who do they trust? Who do they not trust? And then you can organize your marketing strategy to get information about your business on those places where your customers live. And I would interview at least 40, maybe as many as 80 of them. And then if you have a customer's list, uh, offer a gift and uh, uh, to them if they would respond to a survey uh, to the same questions you're asking in the interviews, but in the interviews, uh, you've been able to refine the uh, uh, the questions. So you eliminate all of the, uh, when did you stop beating your wife kinds of questions. And that, by the way, those two parts, the uh, interviews and the surveys are part of design thinking. Uh, design thinking starts with observing what it is that your customers do. And the reason for that, as um, Henry Ford once said, is you can't ask your customers what you want, uh, you, but you can observe what they do. Uh, and uh, Henry learned this the, the hard way. He went out when he was thinking of doing the Model T uh, car. Uh, he went out and asked people if they wanted a car, and they said uh, they had no idea what a car was. They, so they said no. And if you think about it, a lot of people use the uh, uh, big data uh, and the internet. Uh, and the notion that came out of Stanford Computer Science School called Wisdom of the Crowds, which mm-hmm. is the basis upon the search engine, 
uh, that Google has, Wisdom of the Crowds, uh, which is so smart, everyone goes into a movie theater, a fire breaks out, and everyone tries to leave through the same door. That's how smart the, the, the wisdom of the mobs are. So if he had the internet back then, when he was thinking about his Model T, and he did keyword research to see what were, uh, how many people were searching for a car, he would have found that nobody back then was searching for a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were probably searching for a faster horse, how to get my horse to go faster. Uh, so you observe what people do, why they do it, when they do it, where they do it, how they do it, what's getting in their way, how satisfied are they with the uh, way that they're doing it now. And then from that, you do your interviews, your surveys, and if you have reliable big data available, you take a look at those analytics, and that tells you the basis for uh, your design thinking and what your product needs to do in order to satisfy your customer's needs. And that would be a, a combination of the social media and the person-to-person interviews. That's what you're saying, correct? Yeah, right now, if you've got a company or, or trying to think of forming a company and you want to find a problem that people have that you can develop a product or service for and a service by the way is nothing more than an intangible product and they're treated and they operate exactly the same way despite the fact that most people don't realize that um, you can go to the uh, keyword search tools that are available and look at what problems are people searching to solve mm-hmm. and right. develop products to solve those uh, when I was a product manager at uh, HP and at Apple, we didn't have that kind of data available. Right, right. And so if you could bring things up to speed currently, both your, your current role at Spice Catalyst, and what is it that you do and how is it that you would assist business owners with their problems and what their issues are? Well, we have a number of courses which you can take a look at uh, at our SpiceCatalyst.com website. And uh, we can convert those courses or customize them to be an actual workshop for uh, uh, a client where he he or she brings together uh, their product team Mm -hmm. and go through the steps of putting together, for example, a product market strategy that is a plan to get a product into a particular market. And with that done, then they'll have a business plan, a product plan, a product strategy, uh, which they could then go execute. Or they could take uh, uh, one of my design thinking courses and they could go through the uh, problem and uh, solution discovery through design thinking and innovation and come up with a, a design for a product. Okay. Very interesting. So you have a really such a, a wide breadth and long background in seeing a lot of the things that have happened. It's almost like hearing the recent history of computing, which is pretty interesting for a lot of folks. But in any case, uh, you told a little bit about your services and what you do and the background and the length of service with some really interesting stories along the way. So I appreciate all those. How would you recommend people get a hold of you now that they know what it is that you're all about and what it is that you do? Uh, my contact information is, is on my website, uh, including my email, which is dave at uh, uh, spicecatalyst.com. Just uh, feel free to shoot me an email and uh, set up a time to talk. 
Outstanding. So I appreciate your time, David. It was really awesome. So my guest today is David from Spice Catalyst. Awesome to hear some of the great stories and some of the uh, brush with greatness. So some of those names of Apple and Jobs and what have you. So it's really cool. Thank you so much. And we'll see you. Take care. This is it. Signing off for the Doctor of Digital Podcast. Until next time. Deus vol.